I got great news, guys. Oh. It's the news update from Game Time Decisions. News, 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 news. Thank you very much, Yang. Hey, everybody. I'm Cam Stewart with your fantasy sports news update. Hey, the Desert Dogs, they've got a new owner. Great news for, for Arizona billionaire business. And Alex Marullo has become the official owner of the Arizona Coyotes today. Becomes the first Hispanic owner in the NHL, purchasing a 95% per, uh, percent stake in the team, according to Craig Morton of the Athletic. Andrew Barraway, who sold the team to Marula, will retain just 5% of the Desert Dogs. Marula's holdings in various enterprising casinos, gaming, real estate, construction, radio and television stations, and food services, just to name a few. He attempted to buy the NBA's Atlanta Hawks uh, back in 2012. He has a net worth of $2 billion as of 2018. Huge trade, too, but kind of going under the radar. The Vegas Golden Knights have traded forward Nikita Gusev to the New Jersey Devils for a second-round pick in 2021 and a third-round in 2020. Additionally, Gusev's the KHA's KHL star, who was a restricted free agent, has agreed to terms with the Devils, too, on a two-year deal worth an average annual salary of $4.5 million. He's yet to play a game in the NHL, but he's the KHL's leader to score 82 points in 62 games in 2018-19. In addition to landing Gusev, the Devils have picked up P.K. Subban, Wayne Simmons, and drafted Jack Hughes first overall this offseason. The next move, signing Taylor Hall and watch out for New Jersey. The Tampa Bay Lightning have locked up their tender for a long time. They signed Andre Vasilevsky to an eight-year extension, reportedly worth $76 million. The deal will carry an average salary of $9.5 million, with $46 million to be paid in bonuses. The contract makes him the highest, uh, third-highest goaltender in the league behind Montreal's Carey Price, who makes $10.5 million, and Sergei Bobrovsky, who signed on with the Florida Panthers. He makes a cool $10 mil. Unlike props, uh, Price and Bobrovsky, uh, yeah, this deal, uh, the good news is he's uh, close to 30 years old, too, Vasilevsky. He's only 25 compared to those guys. He was slated to become a free agent next summer. He claimed the Vesna as the league's top tender this season with a 39-10-4 record, a 2.40 goals against, and 9.25 save percentage to go with six shutouts. In the NFL, the New Orleans Saints have released receiver Cam Meredith today. He had a reconstructive knee surgery prior to last season, but never made an impact with the Saints. The 26-year-old posted 66 catches and 888 yards receiving and four touchdowns with the Chicago Bears in 2018. Uh, 2016, sorry. The move saves the Saints 900,000 in cap space. The Miami Dolphins have fired O-line coach Pat Flaherty today, and they replaced him with Dave DeGuglielmo. He has ties to the Dolphins. Uh, First-year head coach Brian Flores and was on Bill Belichick's New England staff in 2014-15. Former Indy Colts punter Pat McAfee announced today he will join ESPN as a color analyst for Thursday night NCAA college football primetime games. He's going to team up with former Colt teammate Matt Hasselbeck on the broadcast. 32-year-old also does some work with the WWE. The newer uh, Mark Mets acquired Marcus Stroman from the Blue Jays. Crazy stuff on Sunday. The righty apparently envisioned a move to the Bronx, not Queens. Earl Stroman, Marcus' father, said his son had assumed he would be traded to the Yanks or Houston by the J- J- July 31st trade line. Didn't think the Mets. Earl added, he said Marcus was hoping a little bit to be a member of the Yankees over any team in Major League Baseball. Med, uh, you got uh, Stroman as a native of Medford, New York, less than 50 miles away from City Field. The Pittsburgh Pirates have traded right Jordan Lyles to the Milwaukee Brewers uh, for reliever Cody Ponce. The 28-year-old Lyles had a great start to the season, but uh, he's been brutal since. Uh, 9.57 ERA and 6.61 FIP in his last 36.2 innings of work. The Baltimore Orioles in active trade talks with slugger Trey Mancini. He's their best hitter. A lot of teams apparently want him. And Major League Baseball upholding Houston's uh, suspension to Jake Marisnik, a two-game suspension and a fine after his collision with Angels catcher Donathan Lucroy and Big Poppy back home recovering. Took to social media for the first time since his shooting in the Dominican Republic last month. Big Hoppy 
Poppy says, hey, I'm happy to be alive. Here's the sked for Monday night. We got 705 action, Atlanta and Washington. Nats minus 160, total nine and a half. Keichel versus Corbin and Max Scherzer. The Nats ace placed on the IL today. Two at 710, Pittsburgh at Cincy. Reds minus 235. McCray in for Lyles, who got traded to the Brew Crew today. Uh, and he's taking on Gray, Arizona and Miami. Marlins minus 15 cents, seven and a half. Kelly and Smith, 815 action. Toronto and KC, Royals minus a buck, 35, nine and a half. Pallone. Panone versus Keller, 840 LA minus 130 at Colorado, 13 total, Meta versus Gray, 1007 action, Detroit at Los Angeles, Halos minus 260, 10.5, Zimmerman and Berea, and 1010 action, Baltimore at San Diego, the Padres minus 275, the Hess Express taking on horses in the paddock, total 8.5 in this baseball game. Hey, everybody, I'm Cam Stewart and Gabe Morenci, host Red Heat and Rage Radio. We'll talk to George Kurtz, break down the MLB news of the day and betting lines before the trade deadline and everything in between. So stick around, everybody. It's hour one of Red Heat and Rage Radio on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network coming up next. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. All right, let's roll. Game time decision. Ready, Rage Radio has a begun from the Metal Edge Racetrack. I am Cable Brensky. We'll be with you till about 7 o'clock Eastern here this evening. Uh, Major League Baseball uh, best bets of the day. Major League Baseball trade deadline is now uh, 47 hours away, so less than 48 hours away. We'll recap uh, the big deal between the Mets and uh, the Blue Jays. NFL training camps, um, NHL trades, the raging redhead, Cam Stewart. What's up, Cam? What's happening, Marenzi? Yeah, crazy stuff. See the reports about Stroman going bananas in the clubhouse. It's going to be interesting, I'll tell you. As an emotional pitcher in New York, you better be on your A game because they'll bury you if you suck. That's going to be an interesting uh, angle right there. Yeah, small baseball board tonight, Marenzi. We'll find something to bet. And, uh, you know, the BC Lions what ru- ruined what could have been a very, very good weekend. They totally suck. And I might have to put them on the band list with your buddy, Hideki Matsuyama. I might just uh, have to put the entire Canadian Football League uh, <laughs> on the band list. <laughs> they gone. Yeah, uh, besides, besides <laughs> taking the Montreal Alouettes plus the points, um, I, might, uh, I might have to Bye do that. League. Um, so, uh, the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart with us, George Kurtz, uh, going to step up and in. Uh, we've got Ricky Sanders. We'll talk some Major League Baseball uh, DFS uh, with Ricky Sanders as well. As you mentioned, Cam, uh, relatively light night, uh, Major League Baseball tonight. I think there's seven games on the board, but it hasn't stopped a fan duel uh, from the enhanced uh, parlay of the night. Ooh. Oh, there it's we the, go. The, uh, Braves, Marlin, and Reds, plus 625, you say, do you? Interesting. Braves, Marlins, and Reds. I'll win. $200 max bet. Interesting. Uh, Braves, Marlins, and Reds, all to win. Um, So, yeah, this is the type of, um, they try to entice you with the enhancements, Cam. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Uh, I I love enhancements. I love enhancements, Gabe. Yeah, if you're going to get 24 beers and there's 28, that's an enhancement that I enjoy. When they add uh, fluids to the beverages I like, those are enhancements I like. Breast enhancements, sure, enhancements are a good thing. Yeah, this is called, uh, yeah, it's the old uh, odds boost. Uh, yeah, odds they changed boost. it uh, from the odds boost to the, in, the enhanced uh, parlay. So, yeah, George Kurtz will join us. We'll talk baseball uh, Looks with nice Kurtz. there, Gabe. New uh, background there. I see the horse, the Meadowlands. Uh, yeah, it's looking pretty good there, buddy. 
You got a new uh, new backdrop there. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah we like to uh, to mix it up, Cam. <laughs> Looks very <laughs> nice. It is. Very nice. No, uh, Mike Cardano has taken the uh, the big backdrop to uh, Chicago. There's a big uh, sports uh, collectible memorabilia oh! and card uh, convention nice. cool. um, uh, in Chicago uh, this week. Um, so yeah, we're here at the uh, the Meadowlands. Good day for Kurtz to join us. Um, big deal in in the National Hockey League. Uh, Vegas Vegas deals. Uh, Vegas pulls the trigger on a deal uh, with a player that they signed from the KHL. Uh, because they realized they weren't going to be able to sign this kid. Yep. Nikita Gusev. New Jersey Devils. New Jersey Devils have had a very busy uh, offseason, Cam. They sure have. Take a look at the rods, too, Gabe. The books are catching on. They like the Devils a lot. The, the pitchforks are in play. Game time decisions. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, back to live action, fellas. Game time decisions, Red Heat Rage, our radio. I am Renzi. We're throwing down the FanDuel Sportsbook. Uh, Meadowlands Racetrack, East Rutherford, New Jersey, where they will be playing football uh, in a couple of weeks and where the New York Giants are uh, are practicing a couple of uh, passes and punts away from us uh, on the other side of the parking lot uh, right now. We look forward to the start of the National Football League uh, season, but... Um, there's a lot of activity going on uh, right now, gentlemen. Major League Baseball trade deadline uh, now uh, less than uh, 47 hours away. And, of course, we had that big deal uh, with the uh, New Jersey Devils and the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, but uh, we have more movement uh, with the New York Mets after adding Marcus Stroman on Sunday. Uh, they've not just traded Jason Vargas. Vargas uh, Vargas like has Vargas. Uh, been traded to the Philadelphia Phillies. Ooh, divisional rival. As the New York uh, Mets uh, fire sale continues, we don't know what they got back in return. And uh, Met fans like Mike Cardano continue to be confused <laughs> as to what the New York Mets are actually doing. Um, we should note that Vargas is a free agent uh, at the end of the year. He signed a two-year deal. Uh, he's making eight. He was making $8 million a year, which is pretty affordable. Um, the Philadelphia Phillies, uh, this, this is pretty much a side note, Cam that the Phillies probably weren't able to get some of these other guys. This tells me that Bumgarner, because the Phillies are pretty aggressive. Bumgarner's probably not on the market. Um, Robbie Ray, I don't know what the deal with Robbie Ray is. It's funny now at the trade deadline. It's like last call. Everyone's got beer goggles on, Cam. Suddenly Robbie Ray is like a savior for everybody. Let's bring in uh, George Kurtz uh, right now that doesn't wear uh, beer goggles. But he gets... He gets blinded by all the soda and all, all that caffeine and sugar. From what I understand, Kurtz, you crush quite a few sodas and Pepsis on a Saturday afternoon. Oh, I, that's probably putting it nicely. Uh, I'm not an al- I don't drink any alcohol. I don't drink much coffee, so I need uh, I need that caffeine and the Pepsi to keep me awake. So yeah, uh, <laughs> quite a few is putting it nicely. So in other words, uh, George, 
George is uh, not an alcoholic, uh, but uh, uh, diabetes is going to get him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I've heard I, that before. The problem, the problem is, Gabe, I do all the other things plus Pepsi. That's a real problem. Yeah, that is. That is. That's, that's something. That is something. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I can't. On his list. <laughs> uh, I can't. I can't lie. Yeah, like, well, what, what other vices? So, hey, you know what? You don't drink as much as you used to. But no, you probably really drink. Toned it down. Really don't. But you it still, down. you probably still drink more than a normal person should. Is that fair to say? Yeah. You know what, Marenzi? <laughs> it's I'm one of those guys. You know, I can handle a, a few beers. But you're right. I've been noticing. I've dr- been drinking less, like the occasional like couple beers. But when I go for it, I kind of do more your style. Like I can polish off a case and then not do it for for a while. Like I used to be consistently like a few, a few, a few, like almost every day. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of more binge into it. Like when I'm really feeling it, when they go down like water, then I go nuts. But yeah, uh, it's less. Can't lie. Um, yeah, diet, uh, diet. Um, not a lot of salads in that diet. Actually, I had one the other night. I cut up some tomatoes and cucumber with some olive oil and uh, balsamic vinegar and ate it. Not going to say it was the that's, best salad, but it was a start. Some, some barbecue ribs on top of the salad. <laughs> I did have I'm some just chicken. Kidding. <laughs> Not deep fried though, barbecued. All right. Okay. You're so, all over me, Marenzi. No, no, I'm just kidding. No, no, I'm just kidding. Hey, listen. That's good. No, I, 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 I don't have the best. I don't have the best diet either. I have a lot of vices myself. Uh, you don't I'm have not, time. Have you don't diet. have much time to cook. You're on air all the time. It's hard to cook. Cooking takes time. That's uh, the problem. All right. Uh, so Vargas is traded. I'll throw it to you first uh, here, Kurtz. I guess it's not a shock that Vargas has been dealt. We'll see. It looks like they're going to deal uh, Wheeler. I would imagine now as well. Um, what, what's crazy about this, though, is Marcus Stroman reportedly flipped out when he found out he was getting traded to the Mets um, yesterday. He started smashing things in the clubhouse. And, you know, I can, I, I can understand why his confusion and a lot of people's confusion right now. What's, what, what's your opinion on what the New York Mets are doing right now, George? Well, I think we still need to see what's coming next. All right, that's not a report anymore, by the way. Uh, Strowman admitted it was him that he did it. You know, he, he went ballistic because <laughs> he thought he was going to the other New York team, not the Mets. Uh, I'm going to hold out judging the Mets. Uh, we knew once they acquired Strowman that someone was going to have to go, right? You had six starting pitchers. Vargas made sense. The Mets have had really wanted to move him pretty much since he had that issue with the reporter, and he wouldn't apologize. He, pre- he pissed off management there. So he goes. It's for Austin Brassard. He was a defense first. It's a, it's a, it's a money trade. That's all it is. What the Mets got back, uh, or I said, Austin Bossart is not a, t- a prospect. You know, it, it's a money deal. There, the Mets save a little bit of cash. They don't have to worry pay, uh, about his option. He had a two million dollar option for next year if they didn't uh, take the eight million dollar contract. So Philadelphia will uh, pick that up instead. So it's that kind of deal here. The Mets still have five starters. I Stroman sta- Stroman was told he's staying, so he's not going to be flipped. I agree with you, Cam. Uh, Gabe, I think, once again, I think it is Wheel that's going to be dealt. I think that makes the most sense since he's a free agent at the, the year and they haven't been involved in contract negotiations whatsoever. But it's the Mets. Uh, I don't know. Uh, do Maybe they want to try and you know, they're six games out of the wild card. Maybe they want to try and get over those other six teams and get to the wild card this year. Nothing would surprise me with the Mets. But theoretically, think about it. And if you want to take the Mets' side of this, they now hold two of the biggest trade options in Wheeler and Syndergaard. The price theoretically should go up because they took Stroman off the board and they have two guys who they can move. So they should be able to move them from a bigger price than what, what caused them to acquire, acquire Stroman, which in my mind was really, I was surprised the Blue Jays did this deal. 
I mean, nobody else is beating this deal. These guys weren't even top 100 prospects. They were top yeah. 10 prospects for the Mets, but not top 100 in baseball. So theoretically, if the Mets wanted to move Wheeler and or Syndergaard, and I think they'll only move one, not both, they should be able to extract a higher price, which means the Mets would uh, end up getting a better return as far as their youngsters. They lost K. They lost S- was it, uh, Simeon Rich, whatever, Woods Richardson. So, uh, what, what, what's R- Simeon Woods Richardson, yeah. yeah. Right, so they would get better that, right, because they should get better for the Wheeler or Syndergaard, really mainly Syndergaard, they decided to move him. They'd be uh, the major league team would suffer a little bit because Strowman's good, but Syndergaard should be better. So the Mets could work. This could work out for the Mets depending on how they play it. But no one knows what they're thinking. For all we know, well, they're going to they're going they're to go to war with these five guys. I said this earlier in the day, and as you stated, yeah. it looks like Wheeler's not part of the future plans. You know, Noah Syndergaard is confused right now. Everybody's kind of confused. But if I'm the New York Mets, if you have a a big three of DeGrom, Syndergaard, and Strowman. That's pretty badass right there. There's not a lot of teams that can match that. That's very Washington-like. Especially in the National League. Yeah, especially in the National League. And I'll tell you what, man, like there's a lot of free agents that are available that would suit the Mets' needs in the offseason. J.D. Martinez is a free agent. Uh, Yasil Puig is a free agent. If the Mets offered Yasil Puig big money, he'll sign with the New York Mets. Right? Uh, is Yasil Puig perfect? No. Uh, but they need more offense. We can talk about, listen, they're a horrible defensive team. It's interesting because Marcus Stroman, of course, is a big-time ground ball pitcher. And I guess the Mets are, like, you know, the worst, <laughs> like one of the worst defensive uh, teams um, on ground balls. But the Blue Jays were bad as well. So it is what it is. Um, they're, they're, they're not very good fielders. I just think if I was the Mets, I would not trade Syndergaard. You got Stroman under contract for the next couple of years. You have money. There's no reason why. Like, you're not going to win this year. You play out the string this year, and then you sign some bats in the offseason. That's how, that's what I would do if I was the New York Mets. Well, the, the problem with that is, uh, one that you said, the Mets defense is atrocious. It's bad, all around bad. So that's going to hurt Stroman somewhat. Uh, that's an issue there. Uh, J.D. Martinez is not a fit uh, in the National League. He's more of a D.H., I mean, you put, you put him in the outfield. You think the defense is bad for the Mets now? I mean, that's just <laughs> they, they need to get better on defense, not worse. Uh, that, that's a huge. They don't mean they don't have a center field. Yeah. They don't even they don't think they have a shortstop. They keep moving, trying to get Rosario to play center field. We don't know who's playing third base next year. Cano is a tra- what a trash can playing second base. He can't move left to right. And the hilarious <laughs> thing is, Alonzo, who was thought to be a terrible defensive player, is actually their best defensive player. If you go by Uziare, these plug. Uh, plus two or something like that. It's not a great, but he's better than everybody else, which is just hilarious. And Ramos, they don't want to. The pitchers don't like throwing at him because he's bad defensively. This team is a wreck on defense. And you said they have money. Well, Gabe, they have it, but they don't spend it. No, they don't. Game time. Cheap, cheap, Game cheap, time cheap, decisions. Cheap. Yeah, red, red, <laughs> red heat, rage, radio. Continues Fantasy Sports on Radio Networks. 
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook where listeners of the show can get a risk-free bet up to 500 bucks. Here's how it works. One, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account. Two, make a deposit. And three, place your first bet and DraftKings will match it up to 500 bucks. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Act quickly because this offer is not going to be around forever. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for full details. Well, the New York Mets have uh, certainly been busy over the last uh, 24 hours. And, of course, there were reports and um, pretty much confirmed um, that uh, Marcus Stroman um, was not happy when he found out. And I'd like to know how they worded it to him. Did they tell him, like, did they jump right to it, guys, that they said, you've been traded to the Mets? Or did they mess with him and F with his head can and say, Marcus, you've been traded to New York? To New York. The Mets. You know what I mean? Uh, You've been traded. Like, how did they word this to him? Like, think about that. Because he he was dead set on the Yankees. And he thought it was going to happen. And then they tell him, I'm, you know, did they say, listen, you've been dealt to the Mets? Or did they say, what do you think, George? Did they, did you think they screwed with him? I bet you they did. And that's what made him even angrier when he started smashing things. (laughs) Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that. You know, I, I like to assume that they, they were professional about it, just said, you know, came out and said it. But the first thing I thought of when I heard this is, why? Did they, did they say New York? Are they just screwing, thinking he has a sense of humor about this? That's the first thing I thought of as well, that they screwed around with them. I, I hope they didn't, but it, it makes some sense. Hey, we, hey you, got, you wish you are going to New York. Oh, oh, you want to go to the Yankees. Oops. <laughs> yeah, but what do you th- I'll tell you guys. Yeah, but, but here's the thing, too. And, George, you know he's from... Uh, 50 miles uh, or less from, from right City from Field. And I, I, I He's right here yeah, from he Long Island. Up, like, yeah. Yeah, right by Kurtz, right? So here's the thing. I also see some pictures on Twitter and Instagram of him as a kid wearing Mets gear. He had a Mets shirt and whatever. So uh, here's the bottom line is, I don't understand. He wanted to go back to New York. I get it. You're not pitching for the Yankees, but you wanted to go home. You went home. There you go. You're in New York. And he's closer. Technically, he's closer, by the way. Uh, City Field is much closer to Long Island than uh, the yes. Bronx is. So, yes. you look at it that yes. way. Yeah, I don't it's, know. I think it's, yeah, no, it's, it, it's kind of true. He's and, always had a tap, though, Gabe. You know that. Like, even when you were here in Toronto, Marantz, you know Strowman. Like, he's always been, he's one of those guys. Like, he's just, he, he blows up about a lot of things. He's a real fiery individual, right? So, maybe the Jays did say, did say New York and he like, flipped out, but I thought he'd be happy yeah. even to be back in New York, but whatever. Yeah, but being a New Yorker, he knows how dysfunctional the Mets are. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. I'm happy to be in the sure. National League, though. You know, I'm sure he liked the League. Mets. I'm sure he liked the Mets when, uh, when like Doc Gooden was there. Like, well, how old he? Well, he wasn't even alive actually in '86. So, like, how old is Strowman? Like, 25 or something? 24, 25? He's pretty young still, right? right? Uh, pretty young, yeah. You know, well, what about the Yankees, uh, George? 
Word is oh, that they, the Blue Jays were going to—they were up to trading him to the Yankees, but the—the uh, uh, the Yankees didn't uh, didn't offer the players that the Blue Jays wanted. The Blue Jays don't need Clint Fraser, right? So you know the Blue Jays weren't interested in that. Um, now now it's interesting. The Mets get the guy that the Yankees need. Uh, Syndergaard is—they're not trading Syndergaard to the Yankees, and I don't even think they're going to end up trading Syndergaard when it's all said and done. It's like the the Mets really control this pitching market right now. So if you're the, you're the New York Yankees, you know is Robbie Ray really the answer? Like, oh, you got Robbie Ray, that's going to put him over the top. It's almost like you got to deal like internally here, and just tell the guys be better. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Paxton, be better. Happy, better. Everyone, just be better. Because I don't really see any savior out there that'll come save the Yankees right now, as far as a pitcher is concerned. With the Yankees, what it comes down is, is this: as far as trading, uh, Clint, they want they want a deal centered around Clint Frazier, and the Yankees have probably screwed with his trade value a little bit. You know, where they they sent them down, he deserved to be sent down. You know, uh, not for his play, but because of the, the numbers game, they didn't want to release Maven. That's really what it came down to there. But you notice, though, Frazier you notice, George. He got sent down not far after he did an interview stating that he's tired of, like, pretending to be someone he's not. And, you know, it's the pressure of being a Yankee. And then subsequently, he got sent down pretty quickly after. I know I know that it was a no, numbers that game. That had nothing to do with him being sent down, though. The, it, the, it was a numbers game. You if can't, the didn't send you, him down, they would have had to release him you, even. And they didn't want to do you that. Can't, but, you can't talk, though. You can't talk and get out of any, bring any attention on you. I'm not saying I'm not saying immediately. I guarantee you they didn't like it. Would they just, you know, get rid of the kid immediately like this? But you notice they you know, he went from being there to no part of their future whatsoever. Well that's what that's what I mean by they screwed with his trade value. Because they've had several opportunities to recall him since and every time they found an excuse not to. Every Why time. didn't they? Yeah, and they have it because I think of the way he's acted. You mentioned the interview. Uh, remember, he he took the full seventy-two hours to report to Scranton. Yeah, exactly. And yes, under the yeah. CBA, that's allowed, but he's, it looks he doesn't bad. play it's by not, the it, Yankee it looks rules, bad. George. He doesn't play by the Yankee rules. You know what I mean? That, that's so all I'm but saying. The, but the Yankees have heard his trade value because no one really sees him as a centerpiece. Uh, everybody wants Garcia, but the Yankees realize, you know, Garcia might be able to help us in September, can certainly help next year in the rotation. Why are we trading yep. a player like that? And then the third problem is the Yankees don't have anybody else that's really major league ready after that as far as a pitcher for two to three years. So there's nobody in between. That's what's hurting the Yankees. They can't get anyone to buy on Frazier as being the centerpiece. Remember, the Astros didn't want to buy on uh, for Garrett Cole. You know, that's why Cole went to Houston. And then they don't, they're not going to trade Garcia unless it's for Thor. And as you said, there's no chance in hell the Mets trade with the Yankees, not for uh, Thor. They couldn't agree on Jay Bruce and Neil Walker a couple of years ago. There's no chance they're going to agree on Thor and or uh, Wheeler coming here. And everyone knows the Yankees have to do something. They have to do something. But I'm of the opinion of what you just said last uh, game. I kind of agree with. They might not do anything. And they make, you know what, I, I, I couldn't pull a trigger. I'm not going to mortgage our future. Pitch better. It's not going to happen, mind you. Because Hap, listen, the only reason Hap still has a rotation spot is because he has two years and $34 million left on his deal. Other than that, he, he's been terrible. His ERA is north of five. Tanaka, oh, if you yeah. take away his starts against the Tampa Bay Rays, his ERA is north of five. He's been terrible. Yeah, I think Paxton's Paxton been the most disappointing. Better. He's been the most disappointing. He has to go of who he is, the pedigree. But he may have some room to improve here. I'm not so sure anybody else does. 
CC is CC. You know, they might keep you in some games. That's it. And they keep saying they're going to shut Domingo German, uh, that Domingo German, I shouldn't say shut him down, but the, uh, he has an innings limit, which means to me, well, it means he's well not going to pick in September or the playoffs. I saw uh, interesting numbers last night, though, with Herman. First time through the order, people hit like a buck 12 or something like that. Second time through the order, it's like 212. Third time through the order, it skyrockets. And I think the Yankees are going to have to approach that in the playoffs that way. They're not going to be able to get five innings from these guys. You know what I mean? I think you, I think that no. Boone's going to have to manage this three innings type thing. You know, maybe twice through the lineup and then get these guys the hell out of there, man. I think that that's the way to go. Look, they spent all their money on the bullpen. They're going to have to use it come playoff time. But it's tough when you do that, man. It's, you put a lot of pressure on a manager. You know, if you use like five pitchers, chances are someone's going to get hit out of the one of the five camp. Yeah, and another thing, Gabe, uh, to the point about the Yankees, George and I were talking a long time ago, and George, you got to be honest, like, Toutman's been a pleasant surprise. They thought he was going to be a stiff, and then you might be able to do something with Fraser, but all the call-ups, you know what I mean? They, they've they been great. It's it's all the pitching. The bats have been great, and that doesn't help the cause either, buddy, because he's been coming on, and even though before he struggled, he's been a, he's been fantastic for them recently. Yeah, but that's not the problem. Hitting's not the problem. Yankees need pitching. Topman has played great. I mean, in July, he's been fantastic, but that's not nope. helping. The Yankees can hit. We know the Yankees can hit. But, you know, for the Yankees, and I know that's every Yankee, uh, I know how people feel about the Yankees. They're spoiled and all that. But the Yankees really think the World Series a bust. Making the playoffs means nothing to the Yankees. They do it every year. You know, winning a divisional round means nothing to the Yankees. They have to go to at least the championship series and really the World Series. But how, how on earth are they going to beat Cole and Verlander? Those two will shut down the Yankee offense, and the Yankees don't have a pitcher anywhere near those two. Anywhere near those two. And that's going to be the issue for the Yankees over and over again. How are you going to knock those two off? They haven't beaten Verlander in years. He's, he's been dominant against him twice this season already. They've been lucky with Cole as far as they never face the guy. He always seems to miss the Yankees when, they, uh, when the Yankees go to Houston. Houston comes here. But we know he's dominant as well. The, who's going to match up against those guys? Houston could still hit any Yankee pitcher. And the Yankees won't be able to outslug Cole and Verland. It won't be a Minnesota series there. And that's the issue for the Yankees. Maybe they get lucky and Severino can come back and can throw 100 pitches and can start. He's not Cole and Verland, but he might be able to keep you in the game. And that's where this other starting pitch that the Yankees really need to acquire comes in. If they can acquire, not once again, not somebody like Cole or Verland of that status, but someone that can keep you in the game, you may have something. Otherwise, it goes down to what Gabe said. You're hoping for four innings yep. from one of these guys, and then Conley, uh, Ottavino, Chapman, Britton, Chad Green are going to have to pitch five innings every every game, and that's going to be you know as the series goes on and on, those guys are going to die. I've always said this, uh, guys. Basically, when you you play that reliever uh, game, Cam, it's like playing blackjack yep. uh, for eight hours yep. in a row. <laughs> You're going to get a couple of bad. <laughs> Eventually, hands. I'm screwed. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Eventually, the decision yeah, making nice. gets a little, yeah, the decision making it gets a little, little skewed. Um, Fanduel right what about here, Bauer, guys. What do you think about? Oh Bauer? yeah, Bauer. Well, he didn't help his arm. cause by throwing a baseball over the center field wall yesterday. <laughs> it was crazy. Very <laughs> rare that that happened. Wasn't happy about that. No, you, you know, you, like I said today, he didn't have to be Marley Matlin to read his lips. Uh, yeah. you see what he said? What the F is wrong with you? What the F is wrong with you? Yeah, that was great. He goes, what the F is wrong with you? <laughs> right away, Bauer was apologetic. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. 
And then who's the center fielder? Mercado. What's the guy's name? Mercado. Mercado. Um, yeah, the center fielder. He's got his back to the play. All right. He's got his back to everything. He sees a ball fly over his head. You see the look. He turns around. He's like, what the hell? Um, yeah, Bauer, Bauer was already disliked in that clubhouse. They need to get rid of him, too. I don't know. Maybe his help now will actually endear him somehow. He really apologizes. Right, FanDuel has World Series matchup propped up. Uh, pretty cool. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Live action, fellas. As race six has just uh, just started over at uh, the Downs, Mohegan Sun. Oh, that, nice, nice. I'm going to turn on the horse racing yeah. channel here. Yeah, some, uh, playing some Delaware. That's uh, a big track. Afternoon. It's, uh, Monday's tough. Oh, harness race. Monday's tough, Gabe. You got a lot of uh, yeah, harness and uh, Mohawks one tonight. A couple of B tracks and harness. Things really heat up. Uh, that's when Wednesday, when you're at the book Wednesday, that's when the Saratoga crowd gets there. That's party time. Delmar, big tracks. Wednesday. They're, uh, they're in preparation for the Hamiltonian uh, here, which is uh, August the 3rd. A lot of excitement. Uh, big, uh, well, I guess the biggest harness race in America, the Hamiltonian. Big deal. Um, going to be here. That's uh, the Seafood uh, Festival camp. Uh, the same, same oh, day. Yeah. That yeah. commercial looks uh, awesome, by the way. Gets me every time. Yeah, yeah, there's going to be like uh, 30 food trucks, all the best seafood uh, food oh, trucks from all yeah. over uh, New York City uh, set up shop. They're already setting up shop back there as we speak. All right, George Kurtz uh, with us. Ricky Sanders going to join us in the 6 o'clock hour. We'll take a look at uh, the Major League Baseball uh, card from a DFS perspective as well. Uh, just looking at the odds now, the Dodgers are plus 280 to win the World Series. Houston are plus 350. Yankees are plus 360. Atlanta Braves eleven to one, Twins eleven to one, Cubs twenty one to one, Cleveland Indians in twenty two. Listen, Ooh. I think the Dodgers are going to make the World Series, but if I was going to roll the dice on a team right now, I'd take the St. Louis Cardinals at uh, twenty two to one. Uh, but uh, FanDuel has the uh, the World Series matchup. So, if I ask you, Cam, would you say I guess Houston Astros versus Los Angeles Dodgers in the World Series? Makes a lot of sense. That would probably be uh, the favorite matchup, I think, Gabe. That's the one you'd be uh, going after. Yep, I agree. Plus, plus 400. And the Dodgers. Yeah, need plus, more. Plus. Want plus more. More. New York, New York Yankees versus the L.A. Dodgers, which would be wicked and epic. Hasn't happened uh, since 1981. Um, I wonder who won that World Series, George, in 81? Uh, you know what? I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> I was going Yankees won the first two yeah, games. Yeah, as, so a Dod- I, as a Dodger fan, that was kind of a dickhead move, Cam. I just throwing it out there. <laughs> that was. That was low, Gabe. <laughs> yeah, the Yankees won in 77 and 78. Oh, it's though, all the Yankees. You know, I yeah, yeah, 70, I know, I know. 
That was one of my, yeah, it was my, my first disappointment. I don't think I cried, George, but I think even as a kid, I was like, why the hell do they keep pitching to this guy? <laughs> yeah. Have you ever, have you ever cried in a sporting event game? Like real tears? Like I, I when I was younger, I did. Yeah. When I was, uh, 1983 AFC championship game when the Raiders took out every player on Seattle and left their quarterbacks for dead. Like they were basically pancakes. Lyle Alzado and Howie Long killed them all. I cried. <laughs> okay. I hate to admit it. I was an adult. It wasn't even that long ago. Um, I had a complete <laughs> meltdown. I had a complete <laughs> meltdown after the Baltimore Ravens, San Francisco 49er game. Oh, yeah, that Super Bowl. Yeah, that was a crazy yeah. night, man. No, no, but ah, meltdown, yeah. like like total, but not even, yeah. like, just, like, full life meltdown. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. F everything. Like, I was just, I was, <laughs> like, throwing you. things off the balcony and stuff. Like, it was, yeah. it was out of control, bro. It was, like, I had, like, completely yeah, just, like. Super Bowl, too. I flipped out. I flipped out. Me and, me and Vince <laughs> were thinking about robbing a gas station. <laughs> yeah. It was a tough night. We Can't lost a lot of like, money, man. Well, we had, we had Seattle and teasers everywhere. That game was such BS to the calls. Yeah, I flipped out. Yeah, yeah, we flipped out a couple times, Gabe, but yeah. life moves on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I melted down. Remember, remember the, 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 the Raptor Cavalier game you and I went to? Oh, I had yeah, a real yeah. You melted down, down there, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We've melted down a few times, actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Meltdowns. Uh, it's going to happen. Um, it does all right. Happen. So, so anyways, yeah, it would be great. 1981. Uh, okay, you know, George, we'll go to a game. Dodgers, Yankees, be awesome. Uh, that's plus 400 as well. So the book pretty much has the Yankees and the Astros is even. Houston Astros versus Atlanta Braves, 11. I just think we lost the feed there. Hey, George? Someone? Yeah, I guess we lost. I, I guess we lost Gabe there. Yeah, I know. I went to, like, color bars or something, but. Hopefully he can get his feedback there. I got to be honest with you. I think uh, even with the Yankees bats, George, I think uh, I got to believe that uh, I would put Houston ahead of them due to the pitching. Even though the Yankees bats are superior, I got to give the edge. And, you know, it's kind of like, you know, defense wins championships. Pitching Pitching wins World Series, George. I think if the Yankees had any pitching, any decent starting pitching, yeah, I would put the Yankees there, but I agree with you. I think Houston's the team to beat right now. Listen, they may not quite be the Yankee offense, but how far behind are they? I mean, you got Altuve, Bregman, Springer, uh, Alvarez has been a monster. Gurriel, this team can hit too. They can hit and they can pitch a hell of a lot better. Yes, the Yankees have a better bullpen, but you got to get to that bullpen first without being down four runs. I think that's going to be a problem. I didn't like uh, at this point. We did pretty good, George, but uh, the last night didn't go well. I should have taken the Yankees as a dog there. I don't know. No, what the hell they I, sucked. What? No, 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 no. Yeah, no, we were good. No, the first I, I did really well with the Nationals and other stuff when we were doing our weekend show. But I got to tell you something, man. What's up with Chris Sale? Like, what's what's the deal with this guy? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just I, I just I, mean, I just don't get it. He's not that. He's not as good as he's advertised. There. Yeah, but. I did, when yeah, they I hit, think it's, it it's location. Yeah, it's, I think it's, it's location. Something. He's up in the zone, and he's not th- he's not throwing ninety eight, ninety nine. So I think it's all about location. To Gabe's earlier point, when we were talking about it, if you're not going to take Houston and you're not going to take the Yankees or the Dodgers, what would be one MLB dark horse team that you think has a chance? I know you talk about it, George. You bring up good points. It's set up for the best team to win, but like who would be out of those dogs? Like he's saying, St. Louis. 
what team would you look at at longer odds and go, you know what, that's a team that has a chance? Well, you know, without knowing what, uh, what these moves are going to be, you know, I think the two teams to look at in the American League, if you're not going to look at Houston, you're not going to look at the Yankees, are Cleveland. Because once again, if Carrasco and Pitching? Cooper come back healthy, I understand that's, that's yep. ifs. But if they come back healthy, Clevenger, Bieber, Bauer, if he stays, even, even if he goes, I'm okay with it. That team can pitch. They can just pitch, and pitching will win you games. They're only two games behind Minnesota right now. I don't think that Minnesota's in play here. And I think the other team is, once again, the Red Sox. You know, they have pitching problems as well, but if Sale can figure out, Eduardo Rodriguez has been really good. He's not getting enough credit this season. David Price has been solid. You know, Porcello and Kastner are a problem. But if I can only pick one team, it's Cleveland. But Boston's always a worry here. The National League is different, though. I can't find a team that's going to beat L.A. You know, I know what Gabe's going with St. Louis here. I understand that. Yeah. But that pitching staff, Mikolas, Flaherty, Wainwright, I mean, they're not scaring anybody. They have problems with yeah, the Even uh, Dakota uh, the Hudson got uh, hit, hit the other night, right, George? Like, I like St. Yeah, he Louis. He got wrecked the, the other day. He's coming back down to earth, right? I kind of, I, listen, I think Washington's a team that no one's going to want to face. Same thing as Cleveland. That's Strasburg, Scherzer. I know Scherzer went on the IL today, but yeah, hopefully it's not going to be a long-term IL thing. Scherzer, IL, Corbin. Who the hell wants to face that in a short series? Yeah. I, are you concerned about Scherzer? I, I know he's back there now, but this is a. it seems like an ongoing thing there, George. It's probably not too serious, but it's a little bit concerning. Well, I guess that maybe they brought him back too early, Cam, right? That's why I got hurt again. So I think yeah. you have to be concerned. But everything we're hearing, and listen, they could be lying. Everyone's lying at this time of year because they don't want the prices to be driven up if Washington does need a pitcher by Wednesday. So they're going to lie. Oh, it's not serious. We'll be fine. Uh, assuming they're not lying, no, I'm not concerned all that much. But still, it's it's bad timing. You know, they need this guy healthy and pitching well now. So hopefully it's, it's nothing much. But uh, I'm, I'm not overly concerned. But, yeah, it raises an eyebrow. Yeah, before we get into the hockey move and the Devils are making a lot of them, George, I'm kind of surprised with this move today with uh, Lyles. He's been so bad recently. I know Waukee desperate, but is that really the answer? The guy's not even like a legitimate starter. Like, I know you're giving away. I guess they're just going to like hope for the best because he had a great start to the season. It's kind of like we'll make a trade for a minor leaguer and hope that this guy can figure it out. But it seems like a move of desperation to me. I thought Milwaukee would go for something a little bit bigger. And better because they need it. They need you don't you talk about Yankees one or two starters. Milwaukee needs multiple starters there. George, you know that. Well, but Milwaukee literally needs multiple starters. They don't have a five man rotation right now. They yeah. all, they all got hurt. <laughs> they uh, got to throw Lyles in there, I, I guess. But he's not the guy, right? Lyles has to start right away. Yeah, Lyles will start. I think they'll take Freddie Peralta out of the bullpen. I mean, you and you and I joked about this over the weekend. They are immensely desperate, much more than the Yankees because the Yankees have five starters. They may suck, but they have five. Milwaukee doesn't have five right now. So I think this is just a stopgap maneuver because they needed someone now. I have to believe Milwaukee in the next 40, what, three hours, 40, whatever, uh, by Wednesday at 4 p.m. is going to try extremely hard to acquire one of the big, one of the big names out there if they are still out there. They, have, they don't have a choice because if they don't, they're not making the playoffs. It's that simple. They're not going to slug their way to the playoffs here. So I think Lyle is just a stopgap here. You know, I don't think it's anything special. If you're in a fantasy league, I wouldn't be running out to get this guy. Not unless you need W's because I think his ratios are going to get – you thought his ratios were bad in Pittsburgh? Wait till he pitches in Milwaukee. <laughs> he's, kind of a, it's, he's kind of a weird starter because at the start of the year, like, wow, 1.96 1. ERA, great. And then it went – it just, like, consistently went downhill after that, George. Like, it's really bad. And you said it, Milwaukee, you can crush balls there. It's uh, not a not a real good thing. But, hey, it was it was a it was a desperation move. They had to do it. 
What do you think, man? Uh, I know there's trade de- deadlines away. We talk about it. Gabe talked about it too. Yankees, meh, they might do something. They might not. Who do you think? What's the bit, next big domino to fall, Kurtz? You've been pretty good with this stuff, nailing uh, play- players on the move and where they're going a lot of the time. What do you think? What do you think? Uh, who, who's going to be the big splash out of these guys? Do you think anybody's going to be gone? Maybe Bumgarner sticks around with uh, San Francisco. We talked about that. Like, which guy do you still think has a chance to be moved in uh, a big splash, not like a minor deal? I'm actually hearing that San Fran is thinking about buying, becoming buyers. Not big-time buyers, but adding to the team, which means no Bumgarner deal, mm. no Will Smith deal. Nice. Uh, wow, just, just <laughs> crazy. That's crazy to me that they won't be dealing these guys. I mean, funny is all hell in my mind, but it's just crazier. I think the name, as far as a big offensive name, I think Castellanos on Detroit, I think he's going to go uh, to somebody to help uh, on offense. Uh, I, think it's, I think it's your big bat. The pitching, I mean... Bowers, I don't, I don't think uh, Bauer, I don't think Cleveland can make up their mind. Should we trade Bauer? Should we not trade yep. Bauer? Does yesterday's little meltdown push them in that direction? But I think once again, I think he's the guy. Uh, as far as the uh, bump guard is not going to be dealt. I have no idea, no idea what the Mets are going to do with Syndergaard and Wheeler. I don't think anybody. I don't know. I'm not sure if the Mets know right now. They keep they keep going back and forth on this. But I think Wheeler would be the name, the pitching name to hear of. And I think the team to watch, by the way, is Houston. I think they want to get that third starter. They get Wheeler or somebody of that ilk. Good luck to anybody in the American League beating them. And I think the Mets are going to listen to Edwin Diaz. And we keep hearing the Dodgers wanting Edwin Diaz. You and I talked about it all weekend. They want that eighth inning lockup yep. guy. And we keep hearing Diaz mentioned with the Dodgers. Yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting, George. I, uh, what about this Devils Gustav thing? It's interesting when when the odds came out, George. I did. You, I know you did a show on the weekend, and I did another one today. I did a podcast and another show with my buddy down in Vegas who does some work for the Golden Knights. And it's interesting to me when the sports books in Las Vegas open up the number, the New York Rangers and New Jersey Devils both had a point total of 88 and a half. Yet when I was looking on sites, they had in the divisional odds, I found it very interesting where the Devils were five to one and the Rangers were 10 to one. And after today, remember we talked about that being too low for the Devils. So I got to be honest with the Gusev, this guy really lit it up in the, in the KHL. You got to like what the Devils are doing. And, if Taylor Hall's not sitting there watching this going, at least these guys are trying. Like, he's kind of the final piece of the puzzle, and things can get really interesting in New Jersey, George. Yeah, uh, actually, I did a hockey podcast today. I wish this news would have come out before the, uh, before the end of that podcast. It did not. Uh, as an Islander fan, I'm, I'm starting to weep here. The, the Rangers have done great things this offseason. The Devils have done great things this offseason. And the Islanders have done nothing. Absolutely nothing. I love this move for the Devils, Cam. I think this helps them even more. Gives them enough scoring too. here. Love what they did here. Yeah. Hate to say it, George. The Islanders point total, too. It's probably going to be the biggest bet I make under. But, uh, yeah, they haven't done anything. Anyway, we'll be back I'm more after there. a short break. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome back, everybody. Game time decisions. I'm Cam Schuler. Moretz will be back. 
hopefully very, very soon on a move. George Kurtz and get his uh, picks before he hits the ice rink for a little bit of reffing and more anger uh, down at the rink tonight too, George, with the, the Devils making moves and the Islanders doing nothing. I can see some hurt, surly hockey players tonight. You know, it's funny, one of my buddies down there, uh, generally one of the scorekeepers, he'll be bitching all night about the Islanders, big Islander fan. He'll, he'll no doubt be bitching about this. He was bitching last night before we even knew about this. <laughs> yeah, well, they, they, you said it. They've done jack. Like, they've done nothing. And all these other teams are making moves. Vasilevsky signs a long-term deal. The Gusev move is really, really smart. Very, very, very cunning by New Jersey. They've done a lot of really nice things right now. If they can get some goaltending, George, they're going to be, I know they're going to be improved. And if Taylor Hall signs and healthy, watch out. We can have big improvements real quick. But let's hit the baseball board right now. Kurtz, uh, hopefully Sunday we had a little bit of good early and late. It didn't go great. A couple heartbreaking losses. But what's uh, catching your eye on the board? The Nationals, a buck 55 against Atlanta. Miami favored with Smith against Kelly. That's kind of interesting. Sonny Gray laying 250 with the Reds versus the Pirates with McCray with the pitching change. Royals, Jays, what, uh, what's on your uh, betting card today, Kurtz? Yeah, this is not an easy one today. Uh, I'm going to stay away from the Washington Nationals and the Braves here. No, thank you. Um, game I want to watch, but not that I'm going to bet on here. I mean, getting plus money with the uh, Diamondbacks is unusual against the Marlins, but Smith has pitched well. I think I'm going to stay away from that too, but over under seven and a half? Seven and a half, really? I think yeah, I might have to put something in the over there, uh, Cam. And I like, uh, listen, you mentioned the uh, Reds and Pirates. I'm not, I am I have to find a parlay to go minus 255 with the Reds here. But I will take them on the run line, minus 135. I'm going to take that. So right now I got the uh, over in my, uh, Miami, Arizona. And I'm going to take the run line with the Reds here. Sonny Gray's pitched great. It's a, uh, McCray is covering for Lyles, who of course got traded today. I'm going to stay away from that Colorado game, Maeda Gray. Because the last time I bet this, when uh, Dodgers played in Colorado, it was Maeda. I thought it was going to go over too, and it didn't. They actually picked well. I think it was a 7-2 final here. So I'm going to stay away from that. 13, 13 total. I guess you can lay 2-6 with the Angels and Barry against Zimmerman, but that doesn't look too attractive either, George. And and San Diego's minus 290. Small card and big favorites today, buddy. It's a tough night in baseball. How about if you're going to take a dog? How about taking the, I the Orioles plus 250? When's the Padres yeah, I'm going to look so at good? that, too. Have a good time rapping, George. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. Be good. Great news, guys. It's the news update from Game Time Decisions. News, 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 news. Everybody, I'm Cam Stewart with Madison Sports News Update. Hey, how about the Mets? Eat the Mets. The Mets making moves. Hey, and there could be more to come, too, so stick around, everybody. The Mets have traded veteran pitcher Jason Vargas to divisional rival Philadelphia this afternoon. In return, the Mets were going to receive minor league catcher Austin Bosart. Vargas, a 14-year 14-year vet, he owns a ERA just over four, averaging 7.7 Ks per nine innings pitched. And uh, the Mets, we talked about it, the busy weekend, picking up Jay's ace, Marcus Stroman, on Sunday. The righty apparently thought the move was to the Bronx, not Queens, and had a tantrum when it wasn't the Yankees throwing things in the Blue Jays' clubhouse. We'll see what happens there. The Pittsburgh Pirates have traded away righty starter Jordan Lyles to the Milwaukee Brewers for minor league uh, reliever Cody Ponce. The 28-year-old Lyles... uh, as a 5.36 ERA and a 4.81 FIP over 17 starts this season. Over his first nine games, he was solid with a 1.97 earned run average and a K percent of 26.4%. But since, he's been brutal. An ERA of 9.57, a 6.61 FIP in his last uh, over 36 innings of work. He has been disastrous. The Baltimore Orioles in active trade talks about Trey Mancini. He's their best hitter. Lots of teams interested. 
and a 27-year-old with 24 dingers and hitting 279. Major League Baseball upholding Houston outfielder Jake Marisnik's two-game suspension and fine after a collision with Angels catcher Jonathan Lucroy. Big Poppy back home recovering, took the social media for the first time since his shooting in the Dominican Republic last Monday. Big Poppy happy to be alive. Here is the Monday night baseball sked and betting board right now. 7.05 action. Atlanta at Washington Nationals minus 160. Total nine and a half. Keuchel versus Corbin. As we mentioned, Max Scherzer, the Nationals eights, has landed on the IL again with a back strain. So uh, Scherzer on the IL. Two at 7.10. Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. Reds lane 235. Nine and a half. McCray now pitching for the Pirates. Instead of Lyles, who was traded to the Brew Crew. Gray for Cincinnati. And uh, Arizona at Miami Marlins laying 15 cents. Seven and a half is your total. Kelly versus Smith at 8.15. We have the Toronto Blue Jays to Kansas City. The Royals uh, minus a buck 35. Nine and a half your total. Pannon versus Keller. The Jays have also called up uh, big prospect Bo Bichette. Hey, that's going to be interesting. Got a lot of young, uh, good talent there on the team. Need some pitching. 8.40. Los Angeles minus 130 at Colorado. 13 is your total. Maeda versus Gray. 10.07 action. We got Detroit in the Angels. Halos minus 260. 10.05 is your total. Zimmerman versus Berea. And at 10.10, we got Baltimore and San Diego. The Padres minus 275. Hess versus Paddock. Total 8.5. The Desert Dogs, they got a new owner. Billion, billionaire businessman Alex Marullo has become the official owner of the Arizona Coyotes today. He becomes the first Hispanic owner in the NHL, purchasing a 95% stake of the team. According to Craig Morton of The Athletic, Andrew Barraway, who sold the team to Marullo, will retain a 5% stake in the Desert Dogs. He's got holdings in various uh, enterprises, casinos, gaming, real estate construction, radio and TV, and food services to boot. He attempted to buy the NBA's Hawks a while ago as a net worth of $2.2 billion as a 2018. Underrated trade, the Vegas Golden Knights have traded forward Nikita Gusev to the New Jersey Devils for a second-round pick in 2021 and a third-rounder in 2020. Uh, Gusev, the KHL star, who was a restricted free agent, then signed a two-year deal with the Devils worth 9 mil. Uh, he's yet to play a game in the National Hockey League, but led the KHL with 82 points in 62 games in 2018-19. In addition to landing Gusev, the Devils have been very busy in the offseason, picking up P.K. Subban, Wayne Simmons, drafting Jack Hughes first overall. The next step, hey, they got to get Taylor Hall to sign and watch out for New Jersey. The Tampa Bay Lightning have locked up their tender long-term. They've signed Andre Vasilevsky to an eight-year extension, reportedly worth $76 million. The deal will carry an average yearly value of $9.5 million with $46 million to be paid in bonuses. The contract will make him the third-highest-paid goalie in the league behind Montreal's Carey Price at $10.5 million and Sergei Bobrovsky, who signed on with the Florida Panthers at $10 million. He claimed the Vesna Trophy as a league's top tender. 39-10-4, what a record, 2.4 goals against and a 9.25 save percentages with six shutouts. In the NFL, the New Orleans Saints have re released receiver Cam Meredith. He had restrictive knee surgery prior to last year, but never made an impact with the Saints. The move saves, saves New Orleans $900,000 in cap space. The Miami Dolphins have fired offensive line coach Pat Flaherty today and replaced him with Dave DeGugliamo. He has ties to the Dolphins' first-year coach Brian Flores and was on Bill Belichick's New England staff in 2014-15. Former Colts punter Pat McAfee announces he'll be joining ESPN as a color analyst for Thursday night college football and primetime games. He's going to team up with former Colt teammate Matt Hasselbeck on the broadcast. He also does some work with the WWE, very talented guy. PGA Tour next year, they're going to expand from for, uh, 46 to 49 FedEx Cup events. The Zozo Championship in Japan added as well as the Bermuda Championship. Two new tournaments on the sked. And that week break will be from July 27th to August 2nd because of the Olympic Games. Hey, everybody, I'm Cam Stewart. 
Gabe Morenci hosts Hour 2 of Red Heat and Rage Radio. We'll talk to our boy Ricky Sanders, get some DFS plays, go through the baseball betting board, and a whole lot more. So, hey, if it moves, you can bet on it. Stick around for Hour 2 of Red Heat and Rage Radio on the Fantasy Sports Radio and Television Network coming up next. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that's just given to you. Game time decisions. Welcome back to the show, everybody. I'm the Ranger Reddit, Cam Stewart. Talk to Richard Sanders uh, after the next break. Baseball board should be an interesting one here. Tough, tough, tough board tonight when we're looking at it. The Nationals, a buck 55 against the Atlanta Braves, plus 135. Difficult decision. Leans to the Nationals there, but that's tough. Miami. A small favorite against Arizona, as George mentioned, when we had Kurtz on, low total, seven and a half in that ball game. Kind of lean Marlins there. They've been really, really feisty. The Baltimore Orioles and the Marlins and a lot of these bad, bad teams have been better lately, and they've been winning some games as pooches, so we have to be careful to them. Cincinnati, a huge favorite, minus 250 against the Pittsburgh Pirates, uh, 210 in that game. I got to like Sonny Gray and the Reds to get it done. We got to find a dance partner. Tough one in Kansas City between the Royals and Blue Jays with Pannon and Keller. Uh, that total might be a little bit uh, too low there with these pitchers, depending on if it becomes a bullpen game, nine and a half. Maeda and the Dodgers against Gray, you look at that total at 13 and think it's a big one. Maybe we can get there in that game. Should be a lot of runs at Coors. Rockies, very, very disappointing. And two huge favorites in the night session. We'll go over all these bets in in-game live with me and Gabe later tonight. After the show at 8 o'clock, we will go through the baseball board with Dane Martinez. Hopefully we'll have some picks and uh, get some live good numbers that we can bet on. But the Angels against the Tigers, they're minus 260. Detroit plus 215. Not sure if we can lay it down with Detroit and Zimmerman. And in the final game of the night, San Diego, huge favorites against Baltimore. And Baltimore playing better baseball. Again, They yesterday taking a team to extra innings, they lose. But man, they almost swept the Angels. Baltimore Orioles, 7-4 and four in their last 11 games, playing better ball. The Hess Express goes up against Paddock. Low total in this game at eight and a half. And if you're looking at Baltimore for value, they are plus 235 on the money line. We talked about the New Jersey Devils and uh, the move that they made for Alex Gusev. Fantastic stuff by New Jersey. They just seem to keep on buying. And George says the Islanders aren't doing anything. It's interesting. When the lines are put out for these games and you're looking at the lines, you have the New York Rangers in the division at 10 to one, yet the Devils are five. And that was done before but they had the exact same points total at 88 and a half. So you're thinking what's going on. And now New Jersey with that move all about Taylor Hall, if healthy and comes back, I think the devils are definitely going to go for that points total. You're one year away with them too. They had tough goaltending. Schneider got banged up. Keith Kincaid. They had a lot of problems, but the New Jersey devils and Rangers, both of the teams in the New York area looking better where the Islanders who overachieved have basically done nothing. And we're going to think uh, they're going to take a step backwards. That's what we have to believe with that team. I'm going to be taking the under 94 and a half. I see some spots have already dropped down to 93 and a half or 92 and a half. But I don't think the Island was at the 93 or 94 points. We're definitely going to be on the under. Coming up next, hey, we're going to talk to Ricky Sanders, get some PFS picks, and see him slate, kind of a small slate for that Monday night baseball. We'll get some pitchers to click, some value plays, and a whole lot more. PFS with Ricky Sanders after the break. 
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, level two. I guess that's what I get for taking a shot at the Yankees and uh, at George Kurtz about the 1981 World Series. <laughs> yeah, pulled the plug. Um, he gone. Yeah, he gone. <laughs> um, he gone. Um, it is what it is. <laughs> but it's good to be back. Uh, good to good to hear you, Ken. Uh, we got Ricky Sanders. Uh, we got Ricky Sanders joining us uh, right now. We got seven Major League Baseball games. On tap here this evening. Let's talk about it from a DFS uh, perspective. Ricky, always a pleasure. How you doing? Doing well. And honestly, I thought it was going to be a nice, easy Monday for us. And then you look at the pitchers on this slate, and there's a lot to talk about. There is nothing easy about this slate. <laughs> you have that You're great right. game with 13 runs, and you have every other bad pitcher in the league on the mound as well. Well, welcome when to being God- a daily a daily bet, uh, Ricky. Like, exactly. you know, we got to bet this stuff. <laughs> Gabe, Gabe and Ricky, we're, see- we're seeing guys like Phil like Corbin at $10,800, man. It's a dog's breakfast for pitchers tonight. It's tough. Oh, man. All right. So, yeah, looking at some of the pitchers, you're right. But, you know, I guess you know there's – you know it's uh, – you're right. It's one of those nights – well, you got Paddock on the hill. He's looked good this year. Yeah. I was going to say Sonny Gray might be the best pitcher, <laughs> or at least pitching the best. A recent form. Um, looking at the total here tonight, big, uh, big number, um, big number in in, uh, in Colorado, and even 13 runs, uh, Ricky. And um, for DFS purposes, it looks like uh, the Dodgers stack is in vogue uh, tonight. Uh, but uh, let's talk about some of the other games before we get to uh, to that. Like Toronto Blue Jays bats have been mashing. Um, you got Toronto and Kansas City, total nine and a half. Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, the total is 10 there. That does feel a little high. Seven and a half, um, Miami and Arizona, Atlanta and Washington. You got Keuchel on the hill against Corbin here tonight. Total is nine and a half. What are you expecting as far as these games tonight, Ricky? Well, I think that Bill Miller umpiring for that Kansas City game at least eliminates some offenses for me. If you've ever watched Bill Miller umpire before, he is basically the nuts for opposing pitchers. Uh, You want to start a pitcher with him behind the plate. So I'm basically looking elsewhere, and I'm looking at the projected ownerships on DailyRoto.com tonight. And it's basically a night where you're choosing Reds or Dodgers if you're going to play them. You cannot play them together tonight because they are above and beyond the two highest-known teams. You kind of talked about those uh, those totals in those games. I mean, the seven implied runs for this Dodgers team against John Gray. They all have great numbers career against him. He's a guy who's allowed a 29% uh, line drive rate to left-handers this year. You've got, like, Cody Bellinger, who swings the bat basically harder than anyone in the entire league. Jock Peterson, a guy who's always around a 300 ISO. Uh, for, for me, the fan that I'm taking tonight is the Dodgers over the Reds, especially on FanDuel, where basically the Reds make everything work. If you eliminate them from the, from the player pool, it makes it really difficult to make lineups 
but you also are taking out all these guys that are like 30% owned in, you know, Josh Van Meter, who's really the only guy who's swinging good bat right now, other than Eugenio Suarez in Jesse Winker, who's cheap in Scooter Jeanette, who plays, you know, second base. And I just think Max Muncy's a much better hitter. Uh, if you can eliminate the Reds tonight, I think you'll create some unique lineups, but I'm not necessarily advocating that you have to. It's just the strategy I'm taking. And consequently, if you're using Reds, that'll get you into some expensive pitchers. I just wouldn't use the Dodgers with them because they're going to be the other team that's about 30% owned. So I think those are the decisions you have to make. And there's also, you know, ways you can go elsewhere. We do leverage stacks, meaning, you know, based on ownership, what we expect to be the best play of the night comparatively to the field. And right now we have the Padres there against David Hess because we think that all these ownerships are going to go elsewhere. And, you know, late in the day they made this announcement. And David Hess is just one of the worst pitchers in the league, like I kind of alluded to. I mean, he throws mostly fastballs. You got a team full of guys over like a 350 expected Woba against right-handed fastballs with Manny Machado and Tatis leading the way. And because they're so expensive and, you know, they play the same positions as like Justin Turner and Seager, there's not going to be ownership. Ricky Sanders uh, with us. Great breakdown uh, there, Ricky. Um, So looking and looking at the Dodgers, the total is 13 here in this game, in this series. They played in uh, in late June. So it's basically a month ago, June 27th through the 30th. Four-game series. Dodgers outscored them 34-31. Uh, it was it was you know high scoring. Three of the four games went over the number. Something that catches my eyes uh, though, guys. It's almost like Maeda is the one guy that's not an automatic win uh, for the Dodgers at camp. Exactly. So what about the Rockies uh, bats? And uh, you know if you're stacking the Dodgers, you come back with a couple of Rockies against Maeda tonight. What do you think of the Rockies bats projected against him? Yeah, so that was very interesting to me earlier in the day, but the fact that Charlie Blackman did not make this lineup really hurts their potential. Uh, I mean, David Dahl is leading off. He's clearly the guy, but he's also just priced at 3400 on FanDuel. He's, you know, for the role, a bit reasonable on DraftKings as well, so I think he is going to get some serious ownership, but the problem is that limits the potential lefties you can get against Maeda. Maeda you know, is a guy who's held righties to a 225 Woba, who's struck them out at a very high rate. So I know we're talking Coors Field, and, you know, it's not the same as him pitching at home. But Story's much more expensive than Corey Seager with, you know, the platoon advantage against the pitcher I would rather target against. And so it's like, where else do you go besides David Dahl? I guess Daniel Murphy is a guy who probably won't get too owned tonight. But for me, it's just mostly lefties against Maeda. And because there's no Blackman, we have a limited choice. Hey, Ricky, I want to ask you about the Angels. If you look at the implied total, second uh, biggest total of the night, 10.5, comparable to the L.A. Rockies uh, uh, game, which is 13. They're huge favorites against Zimmerman. We know he could be a gas can. I guess uh, he wants some ownership there, I was going to say, and really off the board. I'm just kind of looking. You did it last time, Ricky. Remember the time we took Seattle, and that turned out to be kind of an interesting stack. I was going to ask you, I know this is crazy, but the Marlins against Kelly, too. uh, What's your take on both of those? Yeah, so I think the Angels are the, a great place to go tonight. I think one of the best single plays of the entire evening, and our model agrees with us, is Tice, the third baseman for the Angels. And, you know, it's not a lock that he's going to make the lineup. I think, yeah, there's still no Angels lineup 
as of this second, but he homered, I think it was twice his last game. And, you know, as of two games ago, we're talking about a guy with like a 50% K rate. So the fact that he's, you know, facing Jordan Zimmerman, who doesn't miss any bats, and you look at his numbers <laughs> this year, I mean, his Sierra's worse since his, his, basically his freshman year as a professional, over a 40% hard hit rate, a 38% ground ball rate. So he's basically pitching to contact and allowing fly balls. And, you know, that stadium, you can get hooked the ball around that right field pole pretty easily like he's done a lot this week, and he's just not expensive at all. So I think him and Shohei Otani are two guys who are going to get completely overlooked. As for the Marlins, I actually was looking at them. I was looking at Miguel Rojas specifically, but there's just, you know, again, if you're not playing Reds, you're looking for salary relief. And Caleb Smith, you know, has been good, doesn't have good career numbers against Wilmer Flores, doesn't have good career numbers against a few other pitchers, or excuse me, hitters on this team. And this Diamondbacks team is low-key one of the best offenses in the league against left-handed pitching, which is the reason that the implied run total is around four. You know, normally when he's at home, you don't see such things. So, I mean, that game to me, is I think the pick is correct. I think you were talking Marlins too against Merrill Kelly. I just, the thing with Merrill Kelly, and Dink always makes this comparison, he's like Mike Leake in his prime. Like, he doesn't allow a ton of you know, hard contact, but he's just generally unexciting. So, you know, for a Marlins team that's also generally unexciting, I just play bits and pieces. And like I mentioned, you know, guys like Rojas, uh, anyone who just is cheap and fits instead of a red is is okay with me. Uh, Ricky Sanders uh, with us. If you can, uh, Ricky, hang in here a minute. We'll just kind of, we'll keep for a couple more minutes. Talk about the pitching tonight. He brought up Jordan Zimmerman on the hill here tonight. 0-7 with a 7-5-7 earned run average over his last four starts the ERA's ballooned up to 14.09 he actually hasn't won a baseball game since September the 5th 2018 0-8 7.57 earned run average uh, we'll find out who Ricky likes as far as pitchers are concerned on the other side and we'll put together a uh, parlay that's sure to lose uh, between me and Cam game time decisions continues <laughs> From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. NFL season is now upon us. You can become the eighth person to win a million bucks in a FanDuel DraftKings tournament, setting their lineups using DailyRoto.com's DFS lineup optimizer. You'll become one of the countless number of people that have won thousands playing DFS using DailyRoto.com. If you're playing daily fantasy sports not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Head over and check out their tools for NFL, MLB, PGA, NBA, NHL, and sports wagering, or get access to all of them with the Daily Roto Elite Package. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. You'll get lineup alerts, projected ownership percentages, weather updates, fantasy projections, and the same use of the Daily Roto optimizers that have produced millions in DFS winnings. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. I can't wait to start uh, playing some NFL DFS uh, football. Yeah. We'll have the, the Thursday nighter all day Sundays, and then that first Monday night, I'm already looking forward to that Monday night doubleheader 
from a DFS perspective. All right, we got Ricky Sanders, Daily Roto, uh, with us uh, right now. If you want to win money, uh, beat your friends and uh, beat uh, beat DFS, then you need Daily Roto. And plus, they have the betting tools as well. Absolutely slayed the totals last year. So, Ricky, we're talking about uh, a, a thin, uh, thinner than Ali McBeal as far as the slate, as far as pitcher, especially <laughs> if you're playing in a uh, skeleton uh, two. Yeah, in a two. <laughs> In a two a two pitcher format, man. How do you find two pitchers tonight? <laughs> well, well, you can find one. That much I can assure you. In Chris Paddock, I love this yeah. matchup for him. I love the Orioles for any pitcher that induces swings outside the zone, because if there's a team that's going to comply, it is the Orioles. They rank, I think, it's in the bottom six of both O swing rate and swinging strike rate. And Chris Paddock, a guy who's induced a thirty five percent. O swing rate, swing rate outside the zone. You get Renato, you know, Nunez in this lineup tonight instead of Rio Ruiz, who we thought had a possibility to be in. And he's just a guy who doesn't take any walks. He also doesn't have the platoon advantage, so it's actually a little bit better lineup than we expected. And I mean, basically, Corbin is our highest K projection, and you know, Paddock isn't too far behind. And especially on FanDuel, there's a big difference in terms of the prices between that two, but then it gets murky behind him. You know, not going to lie. It is basically, are you playing expensive Dodgers and just trying to find, you know, the next, the guy who fits, or are you willing to mix in other teams and go with Merrill Kelly in cash games? I mean, I think that's the only way to do it with Merrill Kelly against the Marlins. Again, you know, right-hander. What what about like uh, one? Because, I mean, I was just going to say is like the middle of that lineup is right-handed. We have a sample with Barria just being extreme reverse splits both this year and for his career. But I'm worried, and we don't have that lineup either. You get Castellanos, Cabrera, Dixon towards the middle of that lineup, and they could actually do some damage against him. But they still are the Tigers. They still rank in dead last of Woba. So I think he's as good a bet as any, basically. I'm just looking at his home splits. Pretty good at home, 2-0 with a 2.04. Uh, he's given up. Um, he's given up two runs or fewer in four of his last uh, five outings, but he's given up at least uh, one home run in each of those appearances. Right. But we talk. We talk about that. Who doesn't give up home runs now, right? Yeah, yeah everybody exactly. gives up home runs. Yeah, like so. Um, I don't know. I'm Keller. falling into the trap. Keller, he's cheap. Yeah, look at his last three performances too, man. The guy's uh, zero earned runs too. He shut down Atlanta. I know he's not a real strikeout guy, Ricky. Eighty-four hundred bucks, and he's got good numbers at home. The guy's been on fire lately. Thirty-one point six points, twenty-one point seven, twenty-two point eight versus the Blue Jays. Worth a look as a flyer, maybe. Yeah, the problem with him is there's like not that much of a price difference between him and Paddock, mostly on both sites, and you need that you know salary relief. I think on DraftKings, if you're using him as an SP one instead, completely fine with that. But I almost like Pannon on the other side of this game as a cheap guy because at least he gives you the salary relief that you need. He is bare minimum uh, on FanDuel. And again, you got Bill Miller here. This Royals team, especially without Mondesi, just doesn't put up too much of a fight against left-handers. They don't strike out too much, but they also you know, don't hit that well. So, I mean, Pannon is a guy who, you know, he's, his yeah. last outing was a start. I think he came out of the bullpen before then. They kind of stretched him out, so I'm not too worried he pitches under five innings Unless he gets smashed, I think there is some potential there. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Vlad Jr. is absolutely on fire uh, right now, starting to click. 
six uh, multi-hit games in his last uh, nine uh, right now. This Blue Jay, the Blue Jay bats, man, these young guys starting to show uh, the potential is starting to turn into production right now, Ricky. Yeah, the problem is against the ground ball, or you can have some, you know, back-to-back hits and the inning can be over, which is what you always worry about with Keller. You know, you, you add in this, this pitcher's arm, and I think, you know, Toronto is a team that if you wanted to use Vlad Guerrero, I would give you the green light. I just wouldn't feel too great about, you know, a full-on team stack. And Keller's a guy that, like, even if he's okay, he pitches deep into the game. There's just not that much upside potential against him. So I'm more of a bits and pieces guy on Toronto tonight as opposed to going, you know, the full stack. Ricky Sanders, DailyRoto.com. Ricky, thank you very much for taking the time to be with us. It's always a pleasure. Thanks for the insight, man. Yeah, always fun, guys. Thanks for having me. There's uh, Ricky Sanders uh, with us. Good Good stuff stuff, uh, with Ricky Sanders. Seven games on the baseball slate tonight, including the Atlanta Braves and the Washington Nationals, Cam. Uh, Nationals are, what, five and a half back? Of the Braves are right now, a uh, big big series uh, here with Corbin versus Keuchel. Uh, what do you make of uh, this game? Initially, I'm looking. I'm looking at the Braves here, plus one thirty-two, very dangerous baseball team. But I don't have complete confidence in Dallas Keuchel tonight. Do you? No, I don't. I'm actually looking at the Nationals and Corbin. I think Keuchel's a little bit overrated, Gabe. Uh, it's a nice price for the Braves, but I'm probably going to pass on this game. Kind of lean Washington, really don't want to lay the 55 cents. And uh, we'll get to it, Gabe, but I found our uh, destined to lose big parlay tonight, and it's only minus 114. Yeah, I know. I know where what it is. <laughs> I know where you're going. <laughs> are, you doing the, are you doing the same one? Yeah, you're California <laughs> dreaming. Actually, I, I got uh, Ohio dreaming with California dreaming. You get my drift. Oh. Oh really? Oh what? So uh, Reds, uh, Reds, uh, Reds, Pod- what, what? Reds in San Diego? You got that right, Padre. It's funny because <laughs> Padre. It's funny you say that because my parlay actually also pays one fourteen. <laughs> same thing. You can't make this up. Exact same price. What? Dodgers, the, Dodgers, uh, and Padres, Padre? No, no. San Diego and Donna the Fish. Angels. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. It's Sorry, religious. San Diego and the Angels. Yeah. Wow, we're yeah, going to California biblical, tonight. It's the biblical parlay of the night. You have the Padre Father and the Angel. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Bible parlay. I how, like it. How can it God's lose? God's choice. How can it Minus lose? Minus 114. Yeah, let's not <laughs> What did we do God's before? Choice. What par- What par- What parlay did we lose on again? Oh, yeah, I know what it was. It was uh, the native parlay. Yeah, the nat- yeah, yeah, Braves. Yeah, that's not Braves. That, that didn't work out. <laughs> no, we're not I doing they that. Both lost. Actually, I, I, they both I, lost. I like that. You know what? Yeah, I'm with you. I think uh, I think the the Tigers with Zimmerman. You might want to throw a three gamer in there. So listen, to, I know you're you're kind of playing with fire, but listen to this. So you've got the, the Angels, Padres. So Angels, Padres, and Reds becomes I've got to think about at least two to two to one. Nah, plus one sixty. But I yeah, wish I got a little bit more there. But all should win. Oh God, we're going down this road again. Yeah, plus one fifty nine. Yeah, I know. We go from, no, no, we can't play public parlays to adding games to it. No, no, you got to add like a third game. Well, look, that was your parlay and that was my parlay. We've combined parlays. That's what the combined parlay turns out to be. Exactly. I don't know about these other games, though, man. They're tough. All right. So, yeah, Atlanta and Washington. I don't really want a part of this one, Atlanta and Washington. Keuchel's plus 132. 
The Nationals have been hot. They ran into the Dodgers, but you've got Corbin on the hill here tonight. You know, uh, Dallas Keuchel. Uh, Dallas Keuchel had his worst performance since he's come back against uh, the Nationals. He gave up four runs, three of them earned on eight hits across five innings in a previous loss to, to the Washington Nationals. I can't win Brave games. I take them. They lose. I bet against them. They win. The thing about the, uh, the Nationals is they even, like, Bueller pitched well, but once they got, like, to the end when he came out, like, they, they pummeled the uh, they pummeled the Dodgers on Sunday there. I know. So, they're good I the Nationals. I've, they're good I, team, dude. I, 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 that's what I'm thinking. They're like, 6-0, and oh, Cam. The, the, the last six the starts Braves, Corbin started, they're 6-0. and oh. I'm, I want to take the Nationals. And another thing, without Marcakis, that's a bat that they lose. I think the Nationals are, you know, I wish it was a buck 40, but it's 155 for a reason. They should win the game. Yeah, I'm going to pass. I kind of like them. I'm going to, I'm going to pass. Right. I, I lean with them. I lean with uh, them. Now, you mentioned Cincinnati. So we've got Sonny Gray on the hill here against McCray. And um, is it, uh, is it, well, Lyles, right? Did, is there a pitching change here? No, no, no. Lyles got traded to the Brewers. So McCray's oh, in. Yeah, McCray. To what, be Lyles? Lyles? Yeah. Why would the Lyles Brewers trade traded. for Lyles? Why don't they uh, trade for what me I was at this point? It's actually funny. When you lost your feed, that was my first question to George Kurtz. Well, no, no, you know how bad it is, though, Marenzi? They oh, have that's so many pitchers that are injured. Remember, <laughs> Gio Gonzalez got hurt, right? So they don't even have enough guys. Screw getting better guys. They need guys to, like, pitch today. Like, Esteban Luiz, are you pitching tomorrow? No, I'm pitching today, man. They got to bring... Frankie Peralta out from the bullpen to be a par- part of starter. Three of their starters are hurt right now. They only got Zach Davies and uh, who, who else? Like Woodruff is hurt. Like they're, the, the Milwaukee Brewers have major problems. They just had to get Lyles to have an arm just to start a game. So that's what they did. Get this. So Lyles this McCray guy? Yeah. I don't know. In his last seven starts, this is uh, Jordan Lyles' uh, numbers. He's 0-7 oh, yeah, with an ERA of 10. He's got a whip yep. of 2.22. He's 0-18 in his last 18 starts in the month of July. Yep. Well, at least I guess the good news is July is over in a couple of days. But, yeah, well, I, I, yeah, I guess yeah, the Brewers, they need they need an arm. All right, so McCray is in. This kind of throws this game for a loop, doesn't it? Uh, I don't know. I'm still on the Reds with Sonny Gray. I don't care who's pitching with the Pirates. I think they're a team that's going to be taking a big nose dive. They worked hard in the first half. They're frustrated. I think the Reds get it done. I like minus one and a half, minus one thirty-five too. All right, we'll break down the rest of the baseball up. Or it sounds like Cam's ready to bet against his own Toronto Blue Jays. Thinking about it. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Ready to rage our radio continues. Don't forget, we'll be back at 8 o'clock Eastern tonight. In-game live with uh, yours truly, Cam Stewart, Dane Martinez, and uh, Brian Leonard. 
uh, we're breaking down the uh, the the baseball games, and we got a couple of late games uh, that we'll break down uh, as well. And of course, we'll talk. I'm sure some NFL footballs. We're now just uh, three days away uh, from the start of the National Football League preseason. We've got a preseason game on Thursday night. A lot of live movement there too. The Falcons open up as two and a half point favorites. Now the Denver Broncos are two and a half point favorites. So we got the Blue Jays and the Royals. Uh, playing tonight in Kansas City. Keller going. As you mentioned, uh, Cam with Ricky Sanders. Keller's been pitching well as of late. His last four uh, starts, he's 3-0 and with a 1.33 earned run average. Um, he's, he pitched well um, in the last month. Month of July, he, he cruised. And so you got, uh, you got the Jays tonight going on the road after a, a crazy series uh, with Tampa. I, I want to. I think the Jays are a play on team at times down down the stretch here are. because they of their bats. Be, yeah. But I, I'm not so sure tonight is the spot though. You know what, Gabe? The more I think about this game, and after what Ricky said, I think we should both be on the under. He talked about a, a pitcher's umpire. He liked Panone as the cheapest uh, one of the cheapest options on uh, DraftKings and FanDuel for DFS. Keller's been hot. It's nine and a half. Toronto after scoring a lot of runs against the Rays. Kansas City, uh, I, I, ten runs will be a lot. I might take the under in this baseball game, nine and a half. I like it. A lot of runs. I was look, I was looking at it as well, especially after the Jays scored a million runs over the week. You know they're due. Yep. They're due I, for. I think um, this, it's a good number. On the road it's a good number. City. Yeah. I agree with you. All that's all that, we have to do like. is get Panone. If Panone, and I looked at Panone's last two starts. Right, Gabe he used to be just like a spot starter and goes out maybe after the second inning. He's pitched 4.1 and 4.1 his last two. So say he does well, they might stretch him, as Ricky said, to like six, seven. And the Jays' bullpen actually hasn't been totally brutal. They have some guys that are good. And Kansas City's been playing pretty pretty decent ball. Keller can shut them down. The under's the play. As long as the bullpens don't get stupid, I think we uh, definitely are going to stay under nine and a half. Well, the Dodgers' camera, 31 games uh, over uh, 500. Uh, yet the one pitcher that's been struggling and in which they lose when he pitches is Kenta Maeda. Um, he, you know, he was seven and two, Cam, in the first uh, two months of the season. All right, April through May, he was seven and two. He's zero and five over his last uh, ten starts. Got an ERA of four point zero eight. Only two quality starts along the way. Charlie Blackman hits him hard, but fortunately for Kenta, uh, Blackman not in the lineup uh, here this evening. Meanwhile, you've got John Gray. Uh, going tonight. Listen, I don't love my eight on the hill here, but because he's on the hill here, Cam, you get the Dodgers at a pretty cheap price for a team as good as they are at minus 130. And being a Dodger fan, I sort of know how they match up against teams and who gives them problems and stuff. And they own Colorado. Like Colorado blow leads, like they're cursed against the Dodgers, Cam. Like the Dodgers are eight and two against them this year already. They've won eight in the 10 times they've played. Uh, yeah, I Dodgers think, generally I think beat number. up on them. Yeah, they're you roping me in here, if, but if, you get the Dodgers if, at minus one thirty, bro. Yeah, if if anybody else is pitching, it's Dodgers a buck eighty. Anyway, you throw Kershaw, Bueller, hell, even Stripling would be a a, a bitter, bigger favorite. You're right; it's only a buck thirty. I have no interest in taking Colorado as a dog. The question is: Is the game going to go over thirteen? Gabe could be. Dodgers should be able to hit Gray there, and they should be able to hit Maeda, but. Uh, with that okay. Blackman there, that's a bit concerning. I have a lean to the Dodgers. I'm not going to pull the trigger. Selective Monday. We already got some parlays cooking, so I'm going to pass on that game. I'm going to pull the trigger on the Dodgers. I'm not going to, you know, I'm just looking. Uh, 
I had Gray here. Over his last four starts, um, he's only lasted 21 and a third innings. He's given up uh, 12 runs. This Dodger lineup is just so freaking dangerous, Cam, and lethal. And then now you put them in cores, the total of 13, as you talked about earlier. You brought it up with the, the Dodgers uh, the team projection of seven runs uh, tonight. As Ricky was mentioning, I've yeah. got to take the Dodgers. It's one of these instances. Look, the Daily Roto crew has the Dodgers freaking stacked uh, here tonight. Yeah, They don't have the Colorado Rockies stacked. They got the Dodgers stacked. I'm going to ride it. I'm getting the Dodgers a plus 130. My eight hasn't won a game in two months. He's got to win eventually. Give me the Dodgers tonight. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe they get fired up for my eight. He pitches a little bit better. For me, it's the Dodgers or nothing. There's nothing about Colorado that I want to take as a 10-cent dog. Without Black, and that lineup is effectively really hurt as well. I'm going to pass. I think the game probably does go over 13, but that's a high total. I'd go Dodgers and over if I were to bet two things, but I like the Dodgers too, Gabe. Um, the Angels are lurking. And, you know, I don't know. Remember remember the old days when Artie Marino used to actually spend money and try to win? Like, I, I don't know what the hell he's doing. Like, the Angels are never involved in any of these trade talks. You know, I know their farm system is pretty depleted, but they could really use a Marcus Stroman. They could really use a Noah Syndergaard. They could really use another arm. Uh, but speaking of arms, they get Jordan Zimmerman tonight. We were talking about Zimmerman's bad numbers. Um, in his past, uh, the month of July, he started four times. He's 0-3. His ERA is 14.09 uh, in this span. He's been getting freaking torched. Uh, they got Barria going here tonight. I like the Angels in this spot, Cam. I'm going to parlay the Angels with San Diego and Pack tonight. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Zimmerman's, uh, he's a real problem, Gabe. Uh, he's just a really bad pitcher. As for the Angels, isn't it funny? It took extra innings. They almost got swept in a four-game series by Baltimore. Kind of a wake-up call. They got done in ex- extras the, the next game. It was interesting. Like People were going to lose their shirts. Probably everybody you know, tripled up and whatever and got smoked in that series. But Beria at minus 260, it's more of a play against Detroit and Zimmerman. He's horrible. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the game went over as well, but I'm with you. I'm not going to screw around. I'm going to throw Angels in parlays. Basically, we got I got a round-robin parlay with three of the big favorites, so a combination of uh, parlays with Cincinnati, Angels, and San Diego. If they all win, we, we, we sweep the board. Definitely two of them have to win, but uh, I, I think we can get it done. So I'm seeing some confusion here. I see Hess. Hess is starting tonight, right? This is confirmed. Yeah, I mean, that is the right. The book has Hess, yeah. Hess is, yeah but they only plan on pitching him for an inning or two because I'm seeing, I'm seeing their 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 plan is sort of the uh, the bullpen game here tonight. That's so much faith they have in Hess <laughs> to like pitch one yeah. one inning, and uh, uh, that's what old Ricky was talking about. A bad. I'm the seeing. Hess yeah. is, I'm right? seeing. Uh, I'm seeing uh, Yakabonis and uh, Gabriel Yanoa uh, are on the in the rotation tonight too. Interesting. You know what? That's probably a benefit to the Orioles, but we still like the Padres. Uh, I, I will say this about the Baltimore Orioles. They have the worst bullpen in baseball. It is bad. We've talked about, you know, Washington's, whatever. Baltimore's is horrible. So if Hess doesn't make it through, like, the third or fourth inning, if, you, if you're telling me he's going out, like, before the second inning, there's going to be about four or five Baltimore relievers. And I know it's interesting to see a guy that you don't know, but there, some of those arms are very, very bad. Dangerous. Uh, yeah, the Padres should be able to take care of business with uh, Paddock tonight, Gabe. That's the thing. And you know what? Baltimore, I thought of you, Cam, over the weekend. Baltimore were pretty scrappy over the last like week or so. They're plus units. You know what I mean? They're, they're, yeah, I did, yeah, I did they're okay. massive underdogs. If not for the BC Lions, I had, a, I had a really good weekend. Like, I was doing okay. I was grinding, and uh, I went balls deep on that CFL game. Bad money management again. Really felt it. 
and uh, they're not to be trusted. They, they're they're going to be on the banned list. It's, uh, actually, watching them play football angered me so much. Like I haven't been that angry where I wanted to throw things, but watching that offensive line play, Gabe, it's sickening. Like they're so, I want to just drop an F-bomb right now. How pathetic it is. They're not even a professional team. They're that bad. No, they, they might not win a game. Like they're the way they play. Uh, like, I, they might like our goals are so much better than them. Hate to say it. Like the BC Lions are clearly the worst team in the league. It's not even debatable. Yeah, yeah. Like the Argos are bad, but they're somewhat competitive. Like they just lose. You know what I mean? They play, they yeah. battle, they lose. Yeah, they can actually BC's get first downs yeah. and do things. No, yeah, that exactly. sucks. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. So, and that's the thing. Listen, for me, it's more of a play on Paddock tonight. Where I, Paddock is a stud. I think he can shut them down. You heard Ricky talking about the favorable matchup for for San Diego's Pats uh, here tonight. I'm liking. Uh, I like. I like Paddock in this spot. That's that's going to be the parlay that I play. I'm going to jump in on the. Uh, I'm going to jump in on that Jays under as well. You know, I like betting baseball unders. And I see Julio in the chat. What's up, Julio? Talking about uh, the first five of this Blue Jay game. Might uh, be a good first call. Five. What's the total in the first five? First five? Uh, let's see here. First five. First five. Five innings. We have five and a half. Blue Jays. Five, five, and, five and, and a half. half. Five and a half. Pick them juice. Yeah. Five and I like that. Yeah. yeah. Five and a half runs. You need six runs to beat you. And then the first I'm five innings. I agree. I won't have any action. I guess it'll be real in-game, can we get back? Because I'm not forcing plays at 7 o'clock here. No, I agree. You know what the best is? And that. And me and George talked about it, uh, and, and it worked a few times on the weekend. Sometimes, Gabe, like, for example, on Sunday's show, I took the Seattle Mariners when they were down 2 to nothing against Detroit. They tied it up at 2, and they won 3 to 2. And I got them at, you know, plus 280 instead of laying minus 160 before the game started. So. What's two runs against the Tigers, too? It's like sometimes the in-game betting for, for teams that are favorites, it's good. Let the game start, and you can get a line that you like, you know, especially if the other team scores early. I, I find it that's the way to go. Sometimes betting on these games at the start, you're wishing, damn, I could have got a better number. And you've seen the baseball the swings. No lead is safe. The Jays beat Tampa Bay down seven runs. Tampa Bay returned the favor the other day when the Jays were up six runs. It happens on a daily basis. No lead is yeah. safe. Yeah, you mentioned the Tampa game yesterday. Look at the Mets and the Pirates yesterday, Cam. Mets yeah, the uh, went into the bottom, bottom of the night. It was 8-3, and they, they, they hung out 8-7. Eight, 8-7. Seven. Seven. scored four I runs. I know, I know. I know. Uh, I was on the Mets crazy, minus man. one and a half, too. Pissed me off. I, I They were leading the whole damn game. I got the money line, but I took the minus one and a half. That's the thing. Like, baseball's crazy this year, man. These bullpens are as bad as they've ever been. So, you got to be careful. Um. So, I, I'm looking, looking at the Blue Jays. Royals under nine and a half. Blue Jays Royals under five and a half first five. I like the Dodgers at minus one thirty tonight. Maeda versus Gray, and then I like that parlay. So what's that? We've got uh, one, two. We got four baseball plays tonight. Two totals yeah, in the, in the gonna... Blue Jay game. Dodgers and then that uh, that parlay. That's what I'm going to play here I'm tonight. Gonna, the parlay will be uh, San Diego and the Angels. West Coast. I got San Diego and Cincinnati parlayed. Money line, minus 114. Uh, half unit play on the Reds, minus one and a half, minus 135, because we have the parlay. Small play on the Washington Nationals game. I am going to take them against Atlanta. I just think they're going to win this game. Under in Toronto, Kansas City. 
Keep digging, nine and a half, under five and a half, first five. A parlay to plus 160 with San Diego, LA Angels, and Cincinnati, and your Dodgers at minus 130 as well. That is the card. Julio's wondering about the Cincinnati Red and Pittsburgh Pirate game to go under 10 runs. Sonny Gray has pitched well, but, you know, we don't know much about what we're going to get from McCray. I'm not ready to bet an under here with McCray on the hill. Yep. And as I mentioned, um, Pittsburgh did score four runs last night in the ninth inning. And you'll and they didn't win the game, but you'll see sometimes, Cam, that'll carry over to the next game. You know what I mean? Sometimes. Like, you know, maybe yeah, their yeah, offense know. came alive a little bit here. I listen, I still think Cincinnati's gonna win the game, but I'm just I'm not I can't bet the under here. I you know what I mean? I got a limited uh, budget here tonight. I'd I like mm-hmm. the under of that Blue Jay game better than this one. Me too. Me too. I'm just gonna take the Reds, parlayed in the Reds on the run line. I don't trust the Pirates, but I, I have no opinion of the total. I don't know if you can hear these guys here at the book camp, but these guys are uh, concerned about Northfield Park. <laughs> Some desperate What's wrong gamblers. With <laughs> Northfield. Yeah, that's, a, that's a great track. <laughs> All right, we're done. Great job, Yang. Yes, good stuff, guys. We'll see you uh, at 8 o'clock. Besides me getting knocked off of Skype, but just kidding. That's not Yang's fault. about a perfect game shutout from the nfl to the nba dailyroto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy you can get the best dfs nfl coverage all season long for a price of 129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the elite package at 59.99 per month if you use the promo code fntsy you get 10 percent off your daily roto package go to dailyroto.com pick your nfl or elite package enter promo code fntsy and you'll be on your way to becoming the next daily roto millionaire Here's what you missed on Game Time Decisions. Uh, 47 hours away, so less than 48 hours away. We'll recap uh, the big deal between the Mets and uh, the Blue Jays, NFL training camps, um, NHL trades, the Raging Redhead Cam Stewart. What's up, Cam? What's happening, Marenzi? Yeah, crazy stuff. See the reports about Stroman going bananas in the clubhouse. It's going to be interesting. I'll tell you, as an emotional pitcher in New York, you better be on your A game because they'll bury you if you suck. That's going to be an interesting uh, angle right there. Yeah, small baseball award tonight, Marenzi. We'll find something to bet. And, uh, you know, the BC Lions what, ru- ruined what could have been a very, very good weekend. They totally suck. And I might have to put them on the band list with your buddy, Hideki Matsuyama. I might just have to put the entire Canadian Football League uh, on the band list. <laughs> they gone. Yeah. Uh, besides, besides <laughs> taking the Montreal Alouettes plus the points, um, I might, uh, I might have to do that. Um, so, uh, the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart, with us. George Kurtz uh, going to step up and in. Uh, we've got Ricky Sanders. We'll talk some major league baseball uh, DFS uh, with Ricky Sanders as well. As you mentioned, Cam, a relatively light night at major league baseball tonight. I think there's seven games on the board, but it hasn't stopped a FanDuel uh, from the enhanced uh, parlay of the night. Ooh. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Braves, yeah. Marlins, and Reds, plus 625, you say, do you? Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Braves, Marlins, and Reds, all win. $200 max bet. Oh, interesting. Uh, Braves, Marlins, and, and Reds, all to mm-hmm. win. Um, so, yeah, this is the type of, um, they try to entice you with the enhancements, game. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Uh, I, I love enhancements. Marlin. I love enhancements, Gabe. Yeah, if you're going to get 24 beers and there's 28, that's an enhancement that I enjoy. When they add uh, fluids to the beverages I like, those are enhancements I like. Breast enhancements, sure, enhancements are a good thing. Yeah, this is called, uh, yeah, it's the old uh, odds boost. 
Uh, oh, they changed it uh, from the odds boost to the, the enhanced uh, parlay. So, yeah, George Kurtz will join us. We'll talk baseball. Uh, Looks nice Kurtz. there, Gabe. New uh, background there. I see the horse, the Meadowlands. Uh, it's looking pretty good there, buddy. You got a new a new backdrop there. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah we like to uh, to mix it up, Cam. <laughs> Looks very <laughs> you know nice. What it is. Very nice. Oh, uh, Mike Cardano is taking the uh, the big backdrop to uh, Chicago. There's a big uh, sports uh, collectible memorabilia and card uh, convention nice. cool. um, uh, in Chicago uh, this week. Um, so, yeah, we're here at the uh, the Meadowlands. Good day for Kurtz to join us. Um, big deal in, in the National Hockey League. Uh, Vegas Vegas deals. Uh, Vegas pulls the trigger on a deal uh, with a player that they signed from the KHL uh, because they realized they weren't going to be able to sign this kid. Yep. Nikita Gusev. New Jersey Devils. Devils. Jersey Devils have had a very busy uh, offseason, Cam. They sure have. Take a look at the rods, too, Gabe. The books are catching on. They like the Devils a lot. The, the pitchforks are in play. Game time decisions.